Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I am your host, Garrett Callender. And with me, as always, my best friend in the world, Derek Halpin. We're back, baby. We're back. We're doing it. Today, we're going to talk about a Ring of Honor show I went to over the weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about the first wrestling shows we ever attended. And then from there, I think we're going to transition into talking about everything WWE that's happened this week and what's going to happen with the Royal Rumble this coming Sunday. So should be exciting stuff. Lots to talk about, man. And don't forget, we are recording this live. So as always, the card is subject to change. We're standing in the gorilla position right now. So if uh, somebody could uh, hit our damn music. Thank you. Good to be back. It is awesome to be back. I missed it. I kind of, I kind of missed doing this. So I was ready to chat with you again because last time I feel like we spent so much time talking about what we were going to be doing. Let's right. just fucking do it right now. It's, that was an introduction. We're in, we're in the shit now. It's, it's game time. Let's do this. I had a week um, of wrestling, man. Like I, I had, know, I saw that. I'll be. I had a great fucking time. I went to a Ring of Honor show over the weekend at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. It was my first time going there. Yeah, and uh, those Ring of Honor shows, man, like there is starting to be a lot more people at those than there used to be. It does feel like they're getting a lot of momentum. They're getting a little bit more exposure, and that's a good thing. So, I I mean, go ahead. Lay it on us, man. What what happened this weekend? I mean, if I have to walk you from beginning to end on what this show was like, I think it's kind of crazy. Wrestling can really bring people back together. For sure. Uh, In college, I used to hang out. What's up? (laughs) Exactly, like like this motherfucker (laughs) I'm talking to right now. Uh, So in college, I used to go hang out at a a record store all the time. And I would just kind of hang out there and talk to the employees. And Saturday morning, morning of that uh, Ring of Honor show, I saw a guy that I had not talked to in a decade that worked at that record store get retweeted by the Young Bucks. Oh, shit. (laughs) About wanting to go to that show, but not having anybody to go with. That's a hell of a way to start the morning. Yeah, so I responded to that. I was like, hey, man, I'm here. You got a place to stay. Let's do it. So uh, a guy I hadn't seen in a decade slept at my apartment that night. Great start to the day. So the guy... Uh, he had to it? hop in the car, drive like three hours to Nashville. To go see some happen. wrestling. Yeah. You well, know what? If, I, yeah. I think people get too afraid to go to wrestling shows by themselves. I don't know if uh, you've ever done it. Yeah, I have. I've d- I did it a lot. No shame. I have no shame. It is if really I'm... a place that even alone you should go. Because if you're Sometimes... a wrestling fan, you're in a room full of people who want to talk to you about wrestling. Sometimes you just have to scratch that itch, man. Sometimes you need wrestling and you don't necessarily need a partner to go with you. But no, hey, man. And... Uh, so, you had, so you had a friend uh, come in that you haven't talked to in like a decade. And uh, man, starting the day off seeing him get retweeted by the Young Bucks. So... Yeah, he was doing it right. And then, like, the Young Bucks 
you know, were telling him he should go. And then that resulted in just a bunch of people from the internet telling him he should go. So ended up, <laughs> you know, the internet can sometimes be a nice community. Sometimes. It's, hard, it's really hard to get there, but... Uh, it would have been really funny to hear, like, a really diplomatic position telling him why he shouldn't go. I don't why... think you should make that drive. Gas is too expensive. Right. It's I dangerous mean, out there. You've already listened to all your podcasts that you have, so you have nothing for the drive. Do you have a family? Drive. Do you have a family that might could lose you and potentially there goes their their meal ticket? Like, there are I things mean, to you, consider. If you crash on your way, what are you going to do? Like, your dogs are just going to not eat anymore? That's going to be a horrible day. Luckily, no, none I, of that I, happened. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I told. I, it's this is a hypothetical I don't see happening. Uh, no, I think. I mean, good, good for the internet kind of rallying around wanting them to go, and the young bucks telling them to go, and you having a place for them, and it that's just how it, your that's how your day began. Yeah, everything just kind of worked out. And uh, so I told you last time, Leah and I got those matching New Japan tracksuits. Yeah, we talked about that, and I was kind of anxious to see what they looked like. And then, holy shit, I see the pictures, and I just start <laughs> laughing immediately. Because Leah looks super serious, and she's like into into it. Like, Oh, if let me tell you this. I have never dra- uh, dressed wacky to a show like I feel like at a lot of WWE shows you see people dress uh, dressing up as you know the classic characters and everything but you know I feel like this is a this was a costume this was not just clothing it, also, it was it, a bit of a costume oh and you want to be the bell of a ball at the the Ring of Honor or New Japan shows wear that <laughs> tracksuit <laughs> I were you getting a lot of attention were people oh coming God, up to you I've and stuff I've never had to talk to people about my clothes more than I did that <laughs> night. And there was uh, no way to not sound like an asshole when they asked where I got it. Oh, I, I just happened to go to Japan a few weeks ago and uh, got this in person. I didn't order it online. I wanted to get it, you know, while I was actually in Japan. And uh, me and my uh, wife now, we got, uh, we got matching tracksuits for New Japan. It's oh, yeah, kind it- of our thing. There were so many people that were so excited to figure out where they could get one, too. And then we were like, well, I actually just got it in Japan. And there were a couple people. So would, pretentious. It is. It, 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 it Such is. an just, asshole. There's no way to not just sound like a dick. And there was one guy that I was like, well, I actually just got it in Japan. And he just stared at me and said. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just stares at me and goes, do you go to Wrestle Kingdom? And I said. <laughs> Yeah, I did. And then he just goes, fuck you, and walks away. <laughs> just, like, not a fun, playful fuck you, like a real fuck you. He's mad left. that somebody else had a good time, and he didn't. So, you know, I was really getting, like, some some heel heat there, but also, you know, a little bit of baby face in there. Some people were excited. They but, should uh, be. We waited in line for, like, almost 90 minutes to meet the Young Bucks. Really? Were you, like like, towards the back of the line? The line basically existed to be there for the Young Bucks. Yeah, uh, if you wanted to beat anyone else, like basically the elite had this crazy line. I've I've seen the Young Bucks wrestle more than any other, you know, wrestlers uh, just from live shows. I've seen them so many times, never met them. Figured- that's, that's the crazy part. That's what I was going to bring up is that like you more than the average Joe, especially from your time living in L.A. and going to all the PWG shows there. You've had plenty of opportunities to either run into them or meet them or something, right? Well, like you said, I know the first uh, the first show that Derek and I ever attended together wasn't until last year, believe it or not. <laughs> we went to uh, Ring of Honor in Chicago. Yeah, this past summer, yeah. And 
Where was I going with that? I really lost my train of thought. Oh, we, 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 no, we were talking about you meeting the Young Bucks and uh, how like you haven't done that up until this point, even oh, though you've yes. had plenty of chances to. So Sorry, uh, if I forget what I'm saying, I like to call those potholes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going to hit some of those. No, those are called botches in this, in oh, this yes. field. <laughs> botches, sorry, not <laughs> potholes. Uh, but no, so when we went to that show, I warned you. I said, hey, just so you know, when we get in this room, I am going to boo the shit out of the Young Bucks. They're piece of shit heels, not going to put up with it. And I don't watch Ring of Honor weekly. Uh, I should. I'm starting to do it more. I tend to just go to a lot of their shows and follow what I can, you know, on online. Uh, we get to that show. They're just super baby face. <laughs> and you look over and I'm Were just, you expecting that? I'm cheering like it's 1996 and that was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Did like, you feel that was it a little bit relieving to kind of be in a setting where they're over as baby faces and they just went with it like so that you could cheer for them? Well, I guess I should say in PWG, they were the biggest piece of shit heels like they were in the best. I've never seen somebody get booed and cheered simultaneously more than them. But I was a big fan of booing and, you know, cheering on those baby faces. But well, getting here in Chicago, we cheer assholes. That's what we do. Finally getting to cheer the Young Bucks felt so good. <laughs> but, but me just instantly betraying what I told you I was going to do with no warning. This was also the show we went to over the past this past summer. This is the first time I ever saw or heard of Cheeseburger. Oh, boy. Oh, man. My Here's, world was changed immediately. I There's nothing better than taking somebody to a Ring of Honor show, them not knowing who Cheeseburger is, and then just getting to see him. <laughs> That's not what you expect at all when he comes out. It's like, what the fuck? I I don't I don't know how I should react to this because you know uh, Ring of Honor shows typically tape three or four episodes at a taping, and right. those get aired over the coming weeks. So I don't know how much how many spoilers I should give out about the show. Cheeseburger did a ta- he was at the show. He had right. a good match. He's got a lot coming up on his plate. Let me just say that. Okay. But uh, either way, get there, get in line, wait to meet the Young Bucks, because uh, I wanted to get them to sign my Wrestle Kingdom program. Since we're going to meet Naito soon, I was like, you know, get as many of the people that were there to sign the program as possible. Uh, but we get up to the Bucks, and I'm not going to lie. they Okay, so they made you... You didn't get to just meet the Young Bucks. You had to also meet Hangman Page. Right. I don't have a relationship with Hangman. I don't... I hate saying it. I was never, I'm not a huge Hangman fan. He's starting to win me over more. But I said to the guy that I went with and my wife, I'm like, I don't, what am I going to do? I don't want to get up there and I don't want Hangman to sign my program. <laughs> he, was like, he wasn't there. I don't want just this extra signature on there. I'm like, this is going to be awkward. So we get up, the Bucks see our track suits and then just go, I'm going to guess you were at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they just, that's, that's where it started. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, good guess. And then during all this time, Leah's talking to one of the Young Bucks wife, wives about our honeymoon. Because uh, one of the wives are the ones that take the picture for you when you get up there to them. Right. And so things are going well. Getting some two sweets, doing the whole thing. End up next to Hangman in the picture. Uh, Nick Jackson signs it. Matt Jackson signs it. Nick Jackson looks at me and says, what do you want Hangman to do? Do you want him to sign it too? <laughs> he re- really sold me out right there in that moment. Wow. And, and then I looked at Hangman and we just made eye contact. I didn't say a word. And I think he knew that meant no. 
So you got to be the asshole to be like, I don't want your fucking signature, dude. Well, he ended up being very nice, and he ended up giving me one of the eight by tens in addition to signing. Okay, nice. So he did. He didn't sign the program, but he gave me an eight by ten of the three of them with their their belts. So we got we got our picture. Got to you know hold one of those belts. There's nothing more fun than getting to hold somebody's title belt while it is currently theirs. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, for instance, uh, Leah's favorite wrestler, my wife, she loves Dalton Castle. So we ended up getting to meet him as well, and she got to hold the ROH title. And I bet I she was, I bet she was marking out like a motherfucker. Oh, she was excited. I feel like I would have been a little more excited to hold the title, but I didn't want to take that away from her. <laughs> After all the shit she's put up with over the years, I feel like that's the least you can do for her. Yeah, I gave, I gave her that. And then also, when he was signing the picture, he said, "Dude, who do I make this out to?" And she goes. Just Leah, not Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, okay. And what he ends up writing is, to Leah, don't tell Garrett about this 8 by 10 (laughs) Was she happy with that? The the best thing about Dalton is that the whole time during a meet and greet, he is in character. So you're like really getting to meet Dalton Castle. You're not meeting the the man that he is, you know, he actually is. But That's I witnessed something in that line that, oh, oh boy. So we all heard a loud clang. Okay. And it was somebody dropping. I have no idea where this is going, by the way. This is while we were in line to meet Dalton, and we like peek around the line to be like, what happened? Somebody dropped Dalton Castle's title. Oh. Who, he's the current Ring of Honor champion. He drops it. But the person that dropped it was a little person. Okay. And so everybody is just like, I don't know how to react to this currently. (laughs) Am I allowed to be mad? (laughs) He was in character. And I think even he had a moment of like, I don't know how mad I'm allowed to be, but I'm going to, but he was still, (laughs) he still scolded him in character. (laughs) So it was, it was nice. (laughs) Don't drop my title. Don't, don't drop that. And everybody after that though, he's like, you can hold it, but it's already been dropped tonight. And I can't let that keep happening. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we ended up front row. Uh, imagine how shitty. Imagine how shitty that person felt. Oh, I have to imagine the rest of the night he was the guy that dropped the ROH title right on the floor. Because in your head, when you're picking up the belt, you're like you're definitely thinking, okay, uh, out of everything, I just can't drop it. That's the one thing I can't do. I've never held the uh, heavyweight championship by somebody who had it. The only other belt I've held besides the uh, tag champ or the six man tag belts at that show, Ricochet let me hold the IWGP tag belts from New Japan uh, when I met him once. And that was, I'll be honest, it feels pretty sweet. But one day, a heavyweight champion's going to let me hold that belt. Oh, man. So it sounds like you and Leah basically got your fantasies fulfilled as far as uh, meeting the Young Bucks and Dalton Castle. Oh, and to just, I mean, it kept going. Like, while we were at the show, in the middle of his match, um, spoiler alert, he has a title match against Punishment Martinez. Uh, which we actually, the first time I saw Punishment was with you. Oh, and here in Chicago? Yeah, he's a large, scary man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in the middle of his match, uh, Dalton threw Punishment into the gate right in front of us. You'll be able to see us a lot in the upcoming episodes uh, wearing these bright Oh, and they'll stand suits. out. The track suits will give you away to everyone watching. Right in the entrance. <laughs> and the way they all came in, like... They aim the camera right at us. But in the middle of the match with punishment, he slams him into the barricade in front of us, looks up at Leah, 
and just strokes her face with his hand and then picks punishment <laughs> back up to throw him back into the ring. <laughs> so I guess, is, is it a fair question to ask, is this the most fun Leah's had at a show with you? A hundred percent. She, she, uh, she loved that. She actually liked the attention we were getting because of the track suits, I think. But also <laughs> when the Bucks had their match mid match, uh, Matt Jackson like rolls out and sees us and he ends up too sweeting us and going the honeymooners. <laughs> <laughs> you were I, a focal point of the show. I guess what I'm saying is I like being fussed over. You like, you like the attention. Oh, I, I think I enjoyed the attention, but being front row, I had not done that since the show I'm going to talk about after this. Right. Uh, the very first show I went to, I have not been front row since. It is really fun to get to bang on stuff and to just, you know, be there and like really give it to them. Yeah. When I first started going to, to wrestling shows in like 04, 05, um, my first set of shows that I went to, it was like, I was always within a few rows of the ring. So, I mean, that was my beginning experience. It's, it hasn't been until the last few years that I've actually sat far away from the action. Yeah, I'm in a weirder place in my life where, like, if I can't... Well, I love to be in front row, but I also am, like... If it's at a larger venue, if I can be in a riser where I can just see fine. Right. I can I can be satisfied with that. But, yeah, I, you were showing me pictures of some of the first shows you went to. And at that time when you were going to those, I had no idea how close you were sitting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I lucked out. Like I, I, I mean, my first, my first WWE show, um, I guess if you want to just go right into talking about that, um, my yeah, first WWE show was, uh, right on the aisle, uh, where the wrestlers walked down and, um, oh, you're I didn't slapping know that. fives. Oh, Doing lots, doing lots of that. That was the thing that got me. What you were talking about was, um, my first show was in February of 2004, and um, it was a house show in Springfield, Illinois, at the Prairie Capital Convention Center on February 21st, 2004. Oh boy! And man, what a card! And um, the thing that hooked me, the thing that made it so much fun, was I got interactions with the people coming out, which I totally hadn't counted on. I just kind of figured they would walk to the ring, do their thing and get out of there. And then ended up, man, I had, we had, I had multiple guys gesture or acknowledge me. And I got to slap hands with Trish Stratus, which teenage me was. How old were you at this point? Oh God. I must've been maybe 17 or 16. You were made of boners at that point. Yeah, pra- practically. Like, you were just straight made of erections, I was and you just, touched Trish Stratus. I was, I was just a bunch of glued-together penises at this point, and yeah, I mean, that I think that may have been the highlight of the night for me, was getting to slap hands with Trish Stratus, but man, let me go over this card real quick um, for my first show. Uh, opening match was uh, Steven, Stevie Richards uh, with Victoria on the outside against Test. Uh, Lance Storm defeated Nick Dinsmore, who would is, later go on to be Eugene. Wait, I'm going to play a game here and just see how many people out of the people you're naming are no longer with us. Uh, Test is gone, right? Yeah, Test Test is not with us anymore. Um, like I said, Lance Storm uh, and Nick Dinsmore had a match. Uh, Dinsmore went on to be Eugene at this God. time. He was, yeah. <laughs> The only uh, Lance Storm match I've ever seen was him fighting Matt Hardy about a few months before the broken gimmick started. 
And they got booed out of the goddamn building, both of them. On the Indies? Where, where, were, where were you at for that one? Uh, I, where were we? We were in Dallas at WrestleCon. Wow. Uh, so that would have been WrestleMania weekend. And it was just, that would have been, what, Mania 32? Yeah. And uh, that match, like, because it was a night of, like, five hours of matches. And when we when they got to them, like, he just, they wanted that match to be over so bad because he was just a waste of time. And to think like six months later, you know, a year later, whatever he's the hottest thing in wrestling. Yeah. He's the, yeah. He was the hottest thing. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, you're good. Uh, Rico with Jackie defeated horseshoe. Who's after, Rico? Uh, Rico. Um, who's was, horseshoe. The, okay. No, here's the funny thing. You'll, you'll be more likely to know who horseshoe is than Rico is. So, so Rico was the manager at one time for Billy and Chuck when they were doing their, their whole, uh, the gay lovers um, angle that they were, they were a tag team. Um, and then he ended up becoming uh, a singles competitor um, and he was flamboyant. That was kind of like his shtick um, horseshoe though. Horseshoe uh, wrestled under the name, I think Luther reigns when he came up like on TV, but you would know him as the, uh, the jacked out muscle guy um, that uh, from the girl next door that they run into at the porn convention. What the fuck? That's yeah. such a random person yeah. that you've seen wrestle. Yeah. Does that, in, no, does that, I've seen him you know, wrestle your enjoyment times. of that movie. Absolutely. And I, the funny thing is I don't, I don't know when I made the connection that they were the same person, but when I, when I did, I was like, Oh, this is a treat. I've seen this guy live in person multiple times. Um, How I felt when I figured out that, uh, Nash was super shredder. <laughs> that, that, I think that, I think there's no way, because that was before the internet that, I mean, that got around late. <laughs> that's, that's something he Oh, done. figuring stuff out was hard. Yeah. Wait, this I mean, is such a, this everything. is, it's fun because like you sent me the card earlier and I just focused on the big names, not right. like all these mid card matches, you know, that of guys that, cause this was definitely during the time period that I, that I bowed out for a while. Right. Yeah. You definitely weren't paying attention at this time. Oh, I powdered. <laughs> Uh, Mark Jindrak and Garrison Cade uh, beat Kevin Fertig, Fertig and Travis Tomko. Were uh, these matches fun? Like at this point, like you're probably still losing your mind, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I was I really wasn't in a com- position to complain. I mean, it's my first wrestling show. I mean, Tomko would later go on to be a Christian's bodyguard uh, for a couple of years, um, and then went to TNA with him too. And then we got to. Uh, Divas tag match of Trish Stratus and Lita against Molly Holly and Jazz with Teddy Long on the outside. Holla, holla, um, holla. Yeah, holla, holla, That holla, actually, is, honestly, of the matches you've said so far, that's the one that got me excited first. Yeah, and you're, and you're approaching the middle, middle of the card, too. Oh, um, here yeah, we go. And, and so, after, so after Trish and Lita win, they're coming back down the aisle, and I'm just like, oh, God, there's no way. So I reach my hand out and boom, Trish Stratus. Like I can't can't remember if she grabbed my hand or slapped my hand or whatever. But yeah, uh, how, had a moment. How big was wrestling at this point? Like was uh, was the building completely full? What was? I think there was like there was like like six thousand, four thousand people there. Okay, I've I mean I've I mean, been to the Perry Capital Convention too. Center as well. I, I've seen Slipknot there. Right. Uh, <laughs> terrible gauge of uh, how many people are in that building though. But I mean, did uh ha- like at this point you could drive? Like you guys drove yourselves? Um, actually, we went with a bunch of uh, one of my friend's family, so th- they drove and we just rode along, and it wasn't like a thing I had to worry about. So, just kind of uh, 
Yeah, kind of went ape shit. Who was sitting around you? Did you have uh, anybody memorable? Like, did you have uh, like was it uh, my... people your age or did you have some older guys who were getting drunk had... and yelling? No, um, I mean there were some adults, there were some kids. I mean it was a mixture of everybody. It's kind of what the audience is now. If if I mean I went with a couple friends. Um, now the I mean like the I don't remember the building feeling empty. Like it, se- it seemed like it was pretty big. Okay, I know. I know SmackDown came back to that same building because this was, the, you know, during the brand split. SmackDown came back, I think, that summer. I think they did a little bit less at the time. Um, but this 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 house, I don't think w- was an issue. Um, okay, who uh, yeah. who'd you have next? Uh, Christian defeated Val Venus. Good. So God. I got to see. I and here was the thing. So when Christian came out. Um, me and one of my friends, we started, you know, doing the like the exaggerated bow as he came out, and said the peeps. We we told him the peeps are here, Christian, and he looked over, he saw us, and he gave us his two finger point, and it was I fucking marked, like, and and I think from that point on, I was kind of solidified as a pretty big Christian fan. Uh, there's just there's moments in your life that when you meet some of these guys, it doesn't matter how old you are, they can make you feel like a child. Absolutely. And I think uh, that this this was definitely one of those moments because man, years years later I still feel like Christian was uh like one of the most underrated guys they ever had. Um well, Yeah, like, no, I'm not, I think that was my first like like oh my god, like this guy just acknowledged me and I'm losing my fucking mind. Well, when when that happens to you when you're 16, that's much more uh, I feel socially acceptable than me being 30 years old meeting Kenny Omega. <laughs> And then as I'm walking away, he just goes, hey, he's standing up in the PWG ring. And I was the last person in line before he left. He just goes, hey, I turn around and he's standing there and he goes, too sweet me. And he held the too sweet out and I too sweeted (laughs) Kenny Omega. And as I'm walking back to my seat, I was probably fucking blushing. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense, though. I met Batman. And what's funny is that, like, (laughs) after it happens, you were probably running on a high for the longest time. Like, I can't believe that just fucking happened. Oh, like, I mean, I still look at that picture sometimes. I'm like, shortly after this was taken, he called me back over to too sweet me. That's pretty fucking awesome, though. I mean, it's you specifically. And you weren't even you weren't even wearing your New Japan tracksuit. Look at that. No, no, he was just in American (laughs) Legion Hall Post 308. Your essence, your appearance, everything about you just drew Kenny Omega to you. Did Val Venus touch you? Val Venus did not touch me. I would have remembered that, too, because, I mean, he's a porn star, right? Yeah, I know that was like when you saw him. When The last time I had watched Val Venus at that point, like he was definitely still doing the porn star thing. And at that point, was he still doing Hello, Ladies? Did he bring... I think at this point, this was when this was when Val Venus was going through his jobber stage on Raw. Like that was his gimmick was that he was there to get his ass kicked. Um, like I think they still alluded to him being kind of a porn star, but I mean it didn't fucking matter because he didn't look cool when he was getting his ass handed to him. Which is weird when he's like, "Yeah, you might be beating the shit out of me, but later I'm gonna be fucking." Now here's where th- this part of the cards where things get interesting because this is this is the thing that sucks. So my first like. My first set of shows that I go to are kind of based around somebody that the wrestling community, um, or I guess WWE, not the wrestling community. WWE doesn't like talking about. Insane Clown Posse. Uh, Good one. WCW probably doesn't like talking about them, but they're not around anymore. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah. Say his name. Say he who shall not be named. (laughs) He shall who not. uh, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit had an interview from the coach. 
And I think the coach ended up getting a crippler crossface for doing his job. And, uh, yeah, that was the main event of the night, too. Um, <clears throat> Chris Benoit versus Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship was the main event. But we got through Kane versus Jericho, which was fun. There was some Undertaker like sound effect shenanigans that went on during the match, I think. And then uh, Booker T and Rob Van Dam defended the tag titles against Randy Orton and Batista. And I think I think Orton was Intercontinental Champion at the time. Um, oh, Randy was, Orton, who was left out of Raw 25? Yeah, what? we'll talk about that later, but what the fuck? Well, I'll be we're, honest, like, just to break, like, we're kind of there. Like, I, I, we're not done with this. We'll put a pin in it, but I just got to say real quick, part of me was like, yeah, he's probably not there because he didn't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I thought that, but then I heard that his wife went off online saying it was bullshit that he wasn't there. So I have to assume that was something talked about in the house, right? <laughs> I bet he's like... God, I'm happy to be home. I bet it seems like I don't want, like, it, they probably know. Okay, honey, can you, like, tweet to make it seem like I'm angry? Because I am loving this night off, but I don't need them to know that. I, I don't know. He gave it, he dished out a pretty enthusiastic RKO on SmackDown. So, yeah, he may, he may very well have been like, I'm refreshed. I can show up at my show yeah, and he, do my job. He was, he was well-rested <laughs> enough to give Shinsuke that RKO out of nowhere. Oh, oh but, that was a good one, though. Oh, but for real, the only person who wants to be at a WWE show less than my wife is Randy Orton. Man, it's is it weird that he has that reputation? I kind of respect it a little bit cuz I don't like going to work either. Yeah, but when, I mean when you work it's a little bit different. I'm, I, I'm this is neither here nor there, but I I just I just find it weird like like you'll hear rumors that he's not happy with the direction his character's going in and then at the same time you'll hear rumors he's like, "Oh, I don't I don't particularly like being here that much anyway. And it's like, ugh. Like, I don't know what you, I don't know. I don't, I, I guess don't the way I look at it is like, everybody loved Stone Cold because he beat up his boss. Sure. And that's like everybody's fantasy is they want to fight their boss. Right. But for me, I know that's not going to happen. I'm never going to hit my boss. But I do know that I hate going to work. <laughs> <laughs> So you're imposing his real life feelings into his character and that's what makes you enjoy him. The thing is, I don't think his character is different from him. <laughs> like he's one guy that when he comes to the ring, he's just like, fuck, I don't want to be here. You can see it in my walk. Other than well, there was, there was one show. I went to a house show in LA at the Staples center once and the whole match was just fucking weird. And like he was smiling and he was kind of stumbly. And I talked to somebody who was in the front row later and they're like, cause he ended up going around and he shook hands with every fucking person. I'm like, wow, Randy's having a good night. And they're like, yeah, he smelled like booze. <laughs> so he went and worked drunk. He's just like, I don't give a shit. And he's like, well, I he, need this to care. Here's the funny thing to, to kind of talk about this a little bit more. And then we'll go over the card from your very first show, which lucky you, you went to a WCW show for your first show. Oh boy. Um, a couple of years ago you were, you were visiting me here and, uh, we were talking about one of the reasons you liked Lesnar was that like, he was in a position to make demands and he just was like, he, like he does not give like two shits. If it offends anybody, he's going to work the part-time schedule. And for him, it's just punching in, doing his thing where he throws people around and then he goes home and he doesn't stress and he doesn't really get caught up in like the politics of stuff backstage or worrying about how people feel about him. Like to him, it's like you said, it's literally just like a job. 
and maybe he has passion for pro wrestling. Like, no. I've, <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, know. I, I, I've heard, I've heard that like his, like, because he beat, you know, Undertaker and ended the streak. I heard that there was like, he was kind of emotional about it. That like, he wasn't this like, didn't give a shit. Like I, I heard that like, it kind of meant, it meant something to him. So, I mean, there's some, there's someone in there that still cares, right? If you saw him crying, it was because he knew he was going to have to work a lot more now. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't even that much. He's just, he's talking to his wife. He's just like, I beat him. I didn't mean to. (laughs) This wasn't my idea. I didn't realize there were going to be so many expectations for me. I didn't realize my my actions had consequences. It's like, (laughs) you have the, you have the universal title right now. I know. And it sucks. (laughs) It is funny to think of it from that perspective where like Vince comes to him. So you're going to beat Goldberg for the universal championship at WrestleMania. He's like, Oh God, no, no. He's like, Rena, don't you know that now I have to carry this around in a backpack? (laughs) Is this Minnesota or Canada? Like he's both. (laughs) It's also me not being able to do an accent, but also me loving to do a Brock Lesnar voice. Oh, you know what? Let's do it, man. I, I, I ran down my first show. I had a good time. Uh, main event was like I said was Benoit versus Triple H and Triple H retained. Uh, world it was a house show in Springfield, Illinois. They weren't gonna switch belts there. So, is do you can you I don't know. I do go to a lot of house shows still. I have fun at the house shows, but when they call things title matches, do you can you still get excited that maybe somebody's gonna win a title at a house show? Because it's really well, hard for me. It depends on how you look at it. Like I don't. I was just talking with my girlfriend last week about this because she was asking me about the differences between your experiences at live events and your experience at house shows. And this is what I've always said. The house shows are basically them practicing for their pay-per-view matches. So the match quality from in comparison to what you usually get on TV seems to be a lot better in my experience at house shows. Um, and if you go for the pro wrestling part of the show, house shows are way better in my opinion. Um, and so I can kind of put aside the fact that the title's probably not going to change hands unless it's like Madison Square Garden or L.A. and it's like been like four or five years since it's happened. Like, I didn't AJ win the U.S. title from Kevin Owens at Madison Square Garden over the summer? Yeah, that did in a house was, show. Yeah, and it was a shock to everybody. Like, yeah, yeah, it blew my fucking mind. And I guess that's, I mean, that's cool. Like for the people in the building, that's awesome. Right. Um, no, I, I think, I think. No, to me, that's not a hang-up. I mean, if you go into it, I mean, the kids don't know. Because, the, the, like, the, the, the eight-year-old kid's sitting there, oh, man, we're getting to see a World Heavyweight Championship title match. Like, the title's on the line. And to them, it's just, you know, they're enjoying the show. I think, see, like, once once you get to a certain age, you realize, I'm just here for to watch a good time. <laughs> no, that's where I'm at, too. Uh, the most recent house show I went to, I went by myself and where I was sitting. Because when you go to a house show, it tends to be mostly families. Because uh, try taking somebody to Raw who doesn't watch wrestling. It fucking sucks. You're there for like yeah. four hours. It's a yeah. long, it's a whole deal. Like it takes up a long time. There's a lot of breaks. Like you just, a lot of downtime. When you're at a house show, it's just kind of one after another. A lot of fun. Yeah. And getting to watch the kids and just see who they love is so fun. Like the last one I went to, the person they popped for the most was Kane. Which you never would suspect. Not in a million years. It was Kane versus Braun Strowman. And when Kane's music hit, watching like all of these kids that are like <laughs> 10 and under pull out little cell phones to take pictures of the monster man who's walking down the aisle. 
Yeah, if this was 18 years ago, I could kind of understand, but holy shit. And I think the other match they got pretty excited for was Enzo Amore. Yeah. Good fucking riddance, sir. Yeah, we're we're just going to we're just going to skirt that issue cuz that that that's a whole episode unto itself. Uh just know I stand with the victim on this one. Fuck Enzo Amore. Get him out of there. I'm done. I mean, he's fired. I keep, I, but I keep hearing conflicting reports. I don't know. They, they're, I, I don't know what to think at this point. I'm not siding with either side. I mean, if uh, clearly, if he's fucking done something, then fuck him. And I'm glad that he's gone. He didn't really do anything for me anyway at this point. I remember, you know, a year or two ago, I thought he was incredibly entertaining and over. But then just, I think separating him from Big Cass. Yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. Fuck him. Fuck him. Right. Talk to me. Talk to me about World Championship Wrestling. Okay, so WCW. My first wrestling show was May tenth, two thousand. Hmm. WCW Thunder. Woo! Oh man, this thing. A, I mean, a, a WCW Thunder show in the year two thousand is why. Like, isn't that kind of used as a joke? In oh, I mean, fans? I could have. Isn't that like the measuring stick? That's why I love being able to say that my first show was WCW Thunder in the year 2000. Oh, man. Because when I read you this fucking card, you're going to be like, man, you had to drive to that. <laughs> like, there's some, Honestly, there's a couple matches in this that I was like, that's pretty funny. But the rest of this, like when I read you these names, also online, I found somebody who recapped the entire show move by move. Really? They wrote out everything that happened in a match, which got to remind me of certain things in matches that I was just like, oh my God, here we go. Let's start with this. Okay, my dad went and waited in a line to get <laughs> tickets. Ended up getting front row tickets. I was, as a kid, blown away. First wrestling show, front row. Couldn't be more excited. First match See, of the night. Oh, go ahead. From my perspective, I remember when you went to this, being super jealous, number one, and then finding out that you were front row being like, well, how the fuck did he make that happen? And then immediately being like getting over the jealousy, being excited for you, and then be like, you have to put my name on a sign. You have to take a sign, and my name has to be on it because you're going to be on TV. Oh, I believe one side of the sign said your name, and then the other side of the sign, because we were in a pretty big Jeff Jarrett era of that. I think it may have said something about slap nuts. Nah, that was definitely the Jeff Jarrett slap nuts era. I wanted that slap nuts t-shirt so bad and I was not allowed. You you specifically asked your dad for it and he was like, "Fuck you." You are not getting a shirt that says choke on this slap nuts. <laughs> you you were in like this what grade would that have even been? I don't know. Been like 7th, 8th grade somewhere Yeah, there? I think it would have been like 6th or 7th grade. Jesus. Okay, first match of the night. Let's see if we you remember any of these fucking people cuz I'll be, I'll be honest, I don't. I bet uh, you I will. I bet you I will, because I know you're going to say Crowbar at some point. First match. Did you look this up already? I didn't. I swear oh to God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> first match of the night. WCW Cruiserweight Champion, Hard Knocks Chris Candido with Tammy. Ooh. Versus Crowbar. <laughs> yes. With Daphne. Ah. <laughs> do you remember the ladies? <laughs> yeah, I do. They were, were they two of the Nitro girls or would those have been? No, Daphne was like a crazy bitch. That was her gimmick. 
<laughs> she was she was crazy. I think she I think she had dyed her hair black. She was pale and she just shrieked. That was like her sh- like that was her shtick is that you sh- the match would be going on, something would be happening, you just hear her. I, oh, I remember Daphne, and that is only because of a match that happened later in the night. She also came back out. Oh, man, you got a double dosage of Daphne. Let's see who won this. Uh, Hard Knocks Chris Candido was the winner via diving headbutt. And also, I'm going to read you the times of these matches because I think it actually took longer to drive than I actually got to see wrestling. <laughs> Are you, you taking out segments? Uh, this includes all the segments as well, but just pure wrestling saw very little of it. Hard Knocks Chris Candido goes over Crowbar via the diving headbutt. Four minutes, 52 seconds. Mm. So Yeah, that's an Attitude Era match for sure. <laughs> cut to what's going to be the biggest running thing in the uh, this particular show. We go to a segment of Eric Bischoff requesting that Terry Funk hand over his hardcore belt. I'm sure Terry Funk told him to fuck off. Uh, he actually said, kiss my ass. <laughs> that, that makes sense. I, you see, whenever we talk about the show that you went to, your dad always talks about it like like with an eye roll. And then he's always like, but Terry Funk was kind of funny and cool. Because when I read this back to you, you're going to be like, no, Terry Funk was the highlight of that night. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, so he, what happens is uh, Terry Funk tells uh, Bischoff to kiss his ass. Then he goes to get the cat. Yeah, remember the cat? Oh, Ernest Miller. Yeah, yeah and he says, the cat. get the heat. <laughs> so this match, let's see. It looks like this was actually a few matches away. A lot of talking segments. Oh, no, match two. Here we go. Harlem Heat 2000. <laughs> yeah. Which was Jay Biggs, Cash. Who else was in that? It was uh, Stevie Ray. And no Booker T. T. Booker was T was Big already T? gone. He was not in right. the, at that point. Right, but but wasn't Big T like there was like a replacement for a while for for Booker Big T. T that, You're right. It was Big, Big T. Big T. Yeah. Uh, so this match happens for the hardcore title. It's a handicap match. Terry mm. Funk versus four guys. Yeah. And I hate saying this, so he's having this hardcore match. The weapons he chooses to bring out were two fried chickens. I wonder where the fuck he got those. He walked to the ring with him, started beating the shit out of these four guys <laughs> with fried chickens. Didn't he use them as boxing gloves or something at one point? <laughs> I think, from what I remember, he was, I think you're actually thinking of a Crank 2, or not Crank 2, Transporter 2, when Statham punches into those watermelons and boxes a guy. <laughs> I think it was a good idea. That's what I would have done. It was a good idea. Funk. He was swinging them by the legs, though. I think they got okay. torn up. But either way, Terry Funk wins via pinfall. Three minutes, 19 seconds. A lot of action in that three minutes and 19 seconds. Four guys cannot beat up the oldest man you've ever seen. <laughs> with three minutes. Who is, who is armed with turkeys. Like, he falls into a category. There's just certain wrestlers that you're like, how old are they? Like, somebody asked me that about Silas Young. Do you know Silas? He's an ROH. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I somebody's like, how old is he? And I was like, I don't know, somewhere between thirty and sixty. <laughs> like Terry Funk is like in that somewhere, but it's like, fuck, how old's Terry Funk? It's like, well, at that point, he was somewhere between forty and eighty years old. It was hard to say. There's a few guys in wrestling that when the, their names come up, even like mainstream guys, that when somebody asks me like how old they are, it comes up for debate. 
like guys like Flair or Undertaker, I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, 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 clearly more than fifty. <laughs> and, and like, and then at that point, then when you step back and look, and what's their what's their career? What's their line of work? Oh, a, a sport where you take fucking bumps and get your ass hand. Like, I don't know. That's that's nuts to me that you can do that kind of stuff that late in life. And fucking saying, Terry like, Funk, somewhere crowbar is looking old, man. Unless, you're gonna look. You're gonna wait until after we're done recording this, and then you're gonna look up how old Crowbar is right now. And then I'm gonna find out that fucking Crowbar's dead or something, and feel really bad about all this. <laughs> you should. So, just to keep going through the show, there's a lot of uh, backstage segments, a lot involving Vampiro. And this was in the middle of the New Blood angle. Oh yeah, Vince Russo was balls deep in WCW at this point. Loved Cornette's Russo as a kid. To hear about that. Oh, I don't know why. I, I think it was the baseball bat. Like, it didn't take much to get over with me. It was just a dude carrying around a baseball bat. <laughs> he, he would come to the ring in a Yankees jersey and a baseball bat just for heat because everyone hates the Yankees. And I guess this was right in the middle of uh, Sting and Vampiro having a feud. So there's a lot of backstages with them feuding. Uh, match three, Sean Stasek versus, versus Lash LaRue. Sean Stasiak and Lash LaRue. Stasiak, that- okay. Stasiak, yeah. I don't remember him. I remember Lash LaRue, though. Well, what's funny, the thing that links our two shows, at one time, Jindrak and Stasiak were a tag team. Okay, I gotcha. So Mark Jindrak and Stasiak were a WCW thing. If you had to guess, how long do you think that match was? Oh, less than three. Oh, man, you you missed it. It's 310. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Next match. Oh, my God. Ronda Singh... Versus Elizabeth. So I have seen Miss Elizabeth wrestle. Okay. But the thing about this match that is a little confusing is that at one point... Okay, I'm guessing you don't remember Ronda Singh. Oh, I do. I'm actually, do? Kind of, I'm actually kind of upset with how much of this I do remember. I am shocked. <laughs> uh, Ronda was a, lo- a bigger lady. She was, she, was a, a lar- she was a larger lady. She kind of had some, like I think, like curly like permed hair or something like that. Honestly, she looked more like a character from glow. Yes. Than anything. That's a great way of putting it. Yes. Like she looked like a glow era wrestler, uh, sure. but she's fighting miss Elizabeth. Things are not going miss Elizabeth's way. So what happens? Lex Luger comes out, puts Rhonda in the torture rack. <laughs> <laughs> I am not making this up. <laughs> We came out and watched a, a giant man, the Lex Express, roll into town, <laughs> put a woman into the torture rack. That is not the turn I was expecting. Because in my mind, like you said, she's a bigger lady. I'm like, well, there's no way he can do that. Oh, fucking he, he the Lex Express rolls into town, he says. Do you want me to read like the breakdown of this match? This one's a little shorter. Uh, let's sure. see. Get me to the spot, because that's Sec- all I care about. Security walks Liz to the ring. Uh, Liz tries to back away from Singh, but gets throttled into the corner. Liz tries to break in the corner, but Singh has none of it. Singh ch- shoves Charles Robinson, Lil Nate, out of the way and throttles Liz with her big ass. This is the person writing this, not me. <laughs> the uh, views and opinions expressed here are not those of necessarily of those of predetermined podcasts. Liz tries to back away from saying we get throttled. Oh, here, here we go. Uh, Liz is showing some good emotion. I'll say that. That's opinion by this guy as well. <laughs> Lex. Inter- so emotion. basically, Ms. Elizabeth is not having a good match. Then Lex enters the ring. Oh, he buddy. stands between the two women, 
Singh charges Luger, who evades. Liz then nails Singh with a double boot. Lex puts Singh in the torture rack for the win. Wow. She tapped out, and that somehow counts as a win back then. It's WCW. I'm cool with that. How long do you think that match lasted? Uh... Four minutes. One minute, 59 seconds. Oh, fuck. I overshot by a lot. Okay, then there was a whole bunch of stuff with uh, David Russo, or, uh, Vince Russo, David Flair, and Daphne, which led up to the next match. David Flair versus Arn Anderson. <laughs> what the fuck? Who had not wrestled since 1997 at this point. Well, did, did he technically wrestle... I mean, I, I remember the Arn Anderson retirement speech that the NWO parodied, and yeah, uh, did you actually see Arn Anderson wrestle, or did just like a thing happen? Oh, they had a match. What? I'm trying to find on here where the out of actual... all the things to not remember, this is the one that's blowing my mind. Let me see where this falls in, because I know. I, okay, you know, this... I will say there's nothing about this show that you should regret being your first show because it's a story. And it's just a so damn know. good story. <laughs> well, just so you know, to get to their match, I have to skip over several matches. They were the seventh match on the card. It was Arn Anderson versus David Flair. Let's see. At one point, Daphne came in to interfere, and I have a photograph in front of me of Arn Anderson holding Daphne by the hair, prepared to punch her in the face. <laughs> Somewhere Vince is losing his fucking mind that this is even being acknowledged. And then basically what happened is uh, Daphne hit Arn with a low blow disqualification. Arn goes over <laughs> at two minutes and 11 seconds by DQ. <laughs> Jesus. And that cuts to some shit outside with, there was like a whole bunch of shit Question, with like Hogan and Nash doing? backstage. What were you doing while all this shit was going? Were you cheering? Were, was was young was young Garrett like like f did you feel like you were watching an awesome show? Well, I'll tell you when the Lex Express came out and put her in that torture rack, I was like into it. <laughs> I was good to go. Somewhere there's a there's a I would do that as an that. adult right now if that happened. If See, anyway, it doesn't have to be Lex Luger. Anybody puts somebody that big in the torture rack. And then as I go through this, like there's just a lot of backstage, like with Cat, and then there's some stuff with Norman Smiley and Ralphus dancing on the streets. Not uh, enough Norman Smiley. I think the Goldberg Not monster truck ran over something. <laughs> and <laughs> we we get to a point though where that about sums up <laughs> segments like that. Bischoff <laughs> comes out and is like, "Funk, you got to give me the belt." And he's like, "Kiss my ass." And uh, he said, "All right, you got to fight again tonight, buddy." So in my first wrestling show, I watched Terry Funk fight twice. Wow. And in that match, it was uh, the main event of WCW Saturday night. That's in quotes. Chuck Palumbo. Yeah, Chuck Palumbo. Yeah, he fought Terry Funk. Guess who won? Funker won. Four minutes, so, 20 seconds. So so Chuck Palumbo, remember when I was telling you about where Rico, he was the manager of, of Billy and Chuck? Okay. Chuck Palumbo was Chuck. So it was it was it was badass Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo were a, a gay tag team managed by Rico. Okay, okay. So I wow, we're just we're really tying all these together. Fuck yeah, we are. Let's see. We're uh, God, we're running long. Let's uh, let's. I'm gonna hustle through this a little more. We're almost at an hour. We're getting close. Uh, saw Kidman 
with Bischoff and the Filthy Animals yep. face Horace Hogan and a <laughs> uh, and a match that if Horace loses, he gets fired and also Hulk Hogan cannot interfere. I'm, sh- I'm assuming Horace won. Horace lost in a, in a six six minute match. Uh, there was some tragedy. kind of interference. He didn't end up getting fired. Ah, okay. But Good. for that night, during that match, at the very end, Hulk Hogan ran out in his, you know, NWO uniform, makes a full lap around the ring chasing somebody, runs backstage, credits on Hulk. Yep. He flew to town for that. And also at that moment... Springfield. Uh, Ke- he flew to Springfield, Illinois to run around the ring and probably made a nice payday that day. Oh, same with uh, Nash. Nash walked in the ring... The new blood came out. Russo yelled at him. They dropped blood on his head. My dad's friend who went with us, who looks like Santa Claus, all the all the blood hit the mat, immediately just splashed straight into his white beard and mouth. <laughs> and then he just shouts, it's pancake syrup. <laughs> and uh, at one point, he did get told, shut up, fat boy, by Rick Steiner. <laughs> That's... That's worth the price of admission. It's, it's was, a shame it wasn't Scott, though. Oh, Scott wasn't there, but Rick was in a uh, tag team with... Oh, shit, what was his name? He was in a, a tag team with uh, Tank Abbott. Yeah, I remember this. Tank Fuck. Abbott was like a, an old-school UFC fighter. Yeah. Wasn't he, looking the best at this point, but... And it was uh, them versus Chronic. That match... I don't even see how long. And then let's see... The main event, though, of this show, Mike Awesome versus Sting in an ambulance match. You got to see Sting. I did. You got to see Sting. Runtime of the match, the main event of the show that we went to, three minutes and 15 seconds. Fuck. What happened for that match? Vampiro runs out, pulls Sting into the ambulance, closes the door, match over. And the air was let out of the building. But, you know, we did get to see Arn Anderson wrestle, saw the Funker wrestle twice. <laughs> Arn Anderson came out of retirement. Hulk so, Hogan did a lap around the ring. Isn't Lex it weird Luger that was... in his first match back in, like, several years, he raised his hand to a woman? Well. I mean, she did hit him in the eat. penis. <laughs> well, then it's okay. It's no excuses. But the... Rest- Wrestling yeah. rules say it's okay. Actually, just speaking of uh, just the women uh, in matches with dudes, uh, have you been watching the, the uh, I want to call it like intergender challenge, but what is it? The mixed mix, match, mix challenge? match challenge? Yeah. yeah. You've been watching? Yes. I have been. I have too. It's not it's, bad. It's, I'm kind of digging it. This last one, the, the, the one uh, from, I guess we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday, last night was uh, Biggie and Carmella against Asuka and Miz. I didn't think the match was that great. It was kind of boring. It was kind of like a, almost like a squash mixed tag match um but the one with the finn balor and sasha banks going over from last week i thought that was good stuff and i think think it's cool it's cool the way they're presenting it too with the the interaction um where you can see like the superstars posting comments while the match is going on oh i'm i'm into it like i think a big part of it is just having fun watching people paired together like miz and asuka together i love miz I'm not going to hide that from anyone. Uh, Just seeing him interact with anyone brings joy to my heart. But also with each one, I feel like, you know, you kind of know who's going to go over just to like you're building a roster, you know, the bracket in your head. But I have to ask, 
you you have to fight in the WWE as you are now. You get no training. Okay. Who is your partner? Like my female partner? For the mixed match challenge. Ooh. That's tough. See, because you could go like, who's got the power that's going to win for me so I never have to get tagged in? Or right. you'd be like, who's going to be my friend? I'd probably, well, here's the thing. Can I pick from people who are already taken in this tournament? Yes, like, so you don't pick? have to pick unselected folks. Uh, just picking somebody on straight workability who can go work the match and I can kind of spend a good chunk of the time outside catching my breath from the three things that I've done. <laughs> uh. The three things being get punched in the face, fall, fall down, down, roll to the corner, corner to tag, tag. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's exactly. Um, I'd probably take Charlotte, right? Oh, that's a good choice. She, I mean, she's probably the best female worker, so I know she could wrestle like ninety nine percent of the match and be good. Um, I think for my sake, like, so I'm not getting punched in the mouth. I would Charlotte's a good choice, but uh, just to pick somebody else, probably go Nia Jax or Oscar. Yeah, I think that's a safe I th- bet. I mean, I think I think after Charlotte, it'd probably be for me like Becky Lynch and Oscar and Bailey. Well. I feel like Becky Lynch would be somebody that I'd want to hang out with. I feel like I'd have fun with Becky. Well, yeah, and that's my opportunity to do it. If this is my only match, <laughs> like, even if it's just me getting my ass handed to me. <laughs> Are you going to be embarrassed when you cry? I'm not going to cry. I you promise f- you, you found cry. a scenario. <laughs> you found a scenario where I will find a way that I don't cry. Fuck you. You're going to get in there against <laughs> Braun Strowman. I'm the same guy who told you that I could take, like, 13 suplexes from Lesnar, no problem. You did not tell me this. I did. We were we were walking back from a diner at, like, 2 in the morning, and we were discussing Lesnar suplexing John Cena a whole bunch of times, and I told you, no big deal. I could was do that. Was that the night we d- ran into Glenn Danzig at that diner? Uh, it was at the, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, was the, it, was the, it was the night of the Harry Potter porno fanfic. Yeah, that was a that was a weird night. Ran into Glenn yeah. Danzig. The, the the people listening to this are like, what the fuck are they talking about? They should know who Danzig <laughs> is because some of the misfits wrestled in WCW for a while. Get your yeah, shit together. I, I'm uh, let me pull this back. Yeah, my answer is Charlotte Flair. Fuck you. Okay, I'm just saying. Like, I know you're gonna get in there and you're gonna get hit, and it's gonna hurt How a lot more. How do you know I'm you not think. a really great worker? How do you know that I'm not really good at this, and you just don't know about it? I'm going to go ahead and say neither of us have our cardio. Yeah, but it's a tag match. I'll just take <laughs> frequent breaks. Uh, no, I don't believe <laughs> it. Like, I feel like the, one of the only people that I'd be like okay in the ring with, and he's still going to beat the shit out of me, but at least Big E's going to be funny about it. Yeah. I'm disappointed that they that they paired up uh, Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn to go against Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss because I already know who's going to win. Like... It seems like like they they really tilted this tournament in favor of Raw, like it it feels like out of these opening out of these opening this first round here, that Raw is gonna win like almost all of them except for Bobby Roode and Charlotte they'll probably win. Actually, speaking of of Raw, what did did you what did you think of what you got to see of the uh, the Raw twenty five like the twenty fifth um, anniversary? I don't know. It, it, it's similar to like you know the the thousandth episode episode that they did. I said that with a list, a little episode. Um, I, I, I love the nostalgia kick. I do. Um, and I love when they bring all the guys back. I, 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 I'm just side note. I'm just happy to see Scott Hall in a place where he can go to a show 
and and perform and be together because that Scott was my first favorite wrestler. So um, it was good seeing him. Um, I I. I don't know if I agree. Like the, the like the, doing things at the Manhattan Center at the same time they were doing stuff at the Barclays Center. I thought the idea on paper looked pretty fucking awesome. You hear some reports from some of the fans at both shows, and they feel like they got gypped out of like half a show because of that. Um, I I do agree with that. Like there, it was definitely leaning heavy towards the Barclays Center, but also no one really got to see very much wrestling. Yeah, and but I think most people kind of knew you should have known that going in, right? If they're just going to have like basically an alumni reunion, you well, shouldn't they, be surprised when there's just a lot of guest appearances by people. I mean, I think we knew that it was just going to be a nostalgia show, like not very heavy on the wrestling. And I don't remember who said this to me, but uh, like a week or so ago, when I was watching uh, Raw and the revival came out, they gave that awesome promo. They were they used the words pro wrestling. Yeah. And I said, I'm like, this is awesome. We're building up the revival. They're going to put on this killer match and, you know, they're going to be big. <laughs> Whoever I talked to, I don't think it was you, uh, said to me, they're like, oh, that's not what's going to happen. They're like, they're going to come out on the 25th anniversary and take a whole bunch of finishers from old guys. Oh, I knew that was going to happen when I immediately read online that like they got heat, like with Vince. Vince was already unhappy about the, them using the term pro wrestling. See, I assumed that was part of the show. They, they uh, went into business for themselves on that one. I I guess because everything I because they delete they del- somebody had tweeted at them oh, oh Vince is gonna be mad and, and is not gonna like this and then they tweeted back he already is or something and then they deleted a tweet or something like so like there were indications that they got legit heat for for dropping that which is so petty like that's so that's such a weird thing when well, you when the second you when the second word without... in go ahead sorry go ahead. I was going to say, like, the second word in the company is wrestling. It's World Wrestling Entertainment. Like, I don't understand why it's so taboo there to use the term pro wrestler, but that's just me. Yeah, I kind of saw them getting punished. And yeah, I guess, like, I was just happened. like, oh, man, some decisions have been made. Because that was the same night that Rollins used the curb stomp. Oh, that I marked. I marked hard for that. I jumped out of my seat. Because here's the thing. And, and, and again, it sounds like such a dumb thing to quibble over, but... So much of his character and his identity was wrapped up in him being able to do that finisher. And when he departed, you know, with the, from the shield and, and, and took on Triple H's pedigree, it worked for a while. You know, he was a member of the authority. But when that whole thing was over and he just they weren't letting him go back to who he was, I just think it's huge for him. And it's such a minor thing, I guess, just being able to do your old finisher. But, man, everyone reacted to it. So, I mean, I guess he proved him right. I'm sure well, he lobbied for it. It's such a devastating looking move that he can do to anyone. And yeah. it's just, it, I don't know. Like I loved watching him do, give that to Lesnar at the, at mania that year. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. You know who I yeah, popped no, good, for pretty hard the other night? Who'd you pop for? Did you pop for boogeyman? No. <laughs> like I bet Boogie, no one was boogeyman. More- <laughs> Boogeyman came on to the scene. I saw Boogeyman at WrestleMania, so fuck you. I get oh, to talk man. about... What What match I, was Boogie in at Mania? Boogie, uh, <laughs> Boogie, Boogeyman wrestled Booker T. Um, <laughs> what did he eat? What did he eat? Fucking worms. Yeah, he goddamn right. Put- he ate him on the grandest stage of them all. <laughs> it was, and I think he went into that Mania hurt. So it was, that was another instance of a match being really, really short. I like um, that we get a boogeyman is probably now nowhere near his phone. 
thinking I'm going to get to be on the 25th anniversary of this when he should have been was hiding somewhere in Bray's house of horrors that long time ago. That would have been perfect. Like if they just cut to a room and Boogie's just in the corner eating worms and they don't mention it. And just like he's part of the background. (laughs) That that would have added more to that match than anything. Uh, No, I was, uh, I was happy to see, um, some of my favorites were there. Like I said, I mentioned Hall earlier. Um, it was cool seeing Christian there. I'm a big Christian fan, as I've made clear on this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get excited anytime they bring back some of the old guys, and as long as they're not doing it every week, like it still works. Um, I don't know. I don't know what people's expectations were. It didn't really affect me. And uh, I mean, it's over. We're we're back to our regularly scheduled programming, which includes the upcoming Royal Rumble pay per view this weekend. Fuck yeah. I, I still get excited for a rumble. Me too. And you know what's funny about that? We were talking about this earlier today through text. There's sort of a general consensus amongst like the wrestling community that the Royal Rumble is like behind Mania, maybe the second most popular pay-per-view of the year. I mean, that's like neck and neck with SummerSlam. I would and say, just, that, honestly, I think that uh, the Rumble is probably higher than SummerSlam because it's a special match we only get once a year. Correct. And this year we get it twice. Oh, I can't wait. The women's. So, um, no, I mean, I, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, to me, it probably is my, my second favorite pay-per-view of the year. And, uh, well, starting, I, I, starting with the women's, what's your prediction? Like who, who do you think's going over? Uh, here's the thing. There's a couple different ways I can go with predictions on this. And, and there's the, who's on the active roster. And then there, there's who I've been hearing rumors of. And I hear rumors that Ronda Rousey, could be showing up and winning the rumble. I've heard that rumor. If that um, leads to her fighting Charlotte at a WrestleMania, that could be kind of cool. It could be. I, I do feel a little bit bad for the women who are like full time have been doing this do, for years, you know, getting to be in the first rumble match and then having to immediately, you know, lose to put over somebody who hasn't wrestled a single pro wrestling match. I guess like, I don't know. the only thing that doesn't bother me about, Rhonda is that she is a huge wrestling fan. Sure. Um, but I, I do agree with you, but I also, you know, it's WrestleMania. It would be it, exciting. At any There's time, no like, a celebrity exciting. is going to take precedence over a main roster person. I know. And I guess I, I, the, the uh, person who wants to be fair still has, I mean, again, I, I don't feel strongly about it. I mean, I would still be excited. I think it would be, it would be awesome for WWE if they pulled that off. Um, and honestly, I guess my other... Ronda's My other big, pick is Asuka, so... Asuka, yeah, like, Asuka versus Charlotte as well, Like, but it would be Asuka versus Alexa Bliss, and that doesn't make me as excited. I think people, I think at least Vince in his mind has built up the idea that people really just want to see Alexa Bliss get her ass handed to her, Um, and Asuka would be a good choice for that. And, but I've, you know, I've also, like I said a second ago, I've been hearing rumors that they've wanted to do Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey, and... That would that would work. <laughs> it, it would sell. Well, and maybe so. that means I don't know. I hope that this year we get singles matches for the ladies and not just a big clusterfuck match. Yeah, uh, that, that's kind of the problem with the show right now is that anytime they do the women's segments, it's like the entire women's roster has to be involved. Yeah, so. I give the we have a three hour show. Just break them up. Like give me right. more matches with them because at oh, this at least point, Raw does. Yeah, at this point, you know I'm pretty much more excited to watch a lot of their matches than the guys matches. What are your predictions for the rumble rumble? Uh, well, well, the women's rumble, I guess we'll w- women's rumble. Quick. My biggest fear for the women's rumble 
is that so we have announced today that Stephanie McMahon's going to be on commentary for that rumble. Right. I am so worried that number 30 is going to hit. We're going to hear Stephanie's music. She's going to get in the ring and win the first women's Royal rumble. That's a legitimate fear. Uh, and I mean, it's not like a fear because it doesn't like hurt me, but you know, there's so many good women in the roster right now, (laughs) but I can totally see me like, there's nothing bigger than a McMahon winning the first rumble. Oh God. I just don't want it to fuck. I don't want it to walk away from it with the same feeling I did for the first women's money in the bank where I just feel cheated out of like a moment. I was in the goddamn room for that. Yeah. I was sitting there watching and I was just like a man just won the first first one. And the guy next to me was like, huh, yeah, you're kind of right. The, that's the wrong kind of heat, I think. <laughs> like, uh, like, let the women earn these first. Like, I mean, I get it maybe in a couple years or something down the road being able to do something like that. But for now, no, I mean, I'm excited about the first women's rumble. Who's your pick for the men's? For the men's? Realistically, who's going to win? Pro- probably Shinsuke. Like, I mean, that would be good for him. He needs something because they've not done a whole lot with him. And then we would get that AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura match that would be awesome. Here, I mean, obviously we're hearing a lot of rumblings about Daniel Bryan. And at this point, even after hearing rumors of it, if it does happen, I'll still be surprised. Yeah. Because they have not gotten me to a point where I truly believe that might happen. Yeah, that's the one I'm hoping for. Like uh, Daniel Bryan, I mean, if Daniel Bryan comes in in that in the last five spots of the Rumble, that place is going to lose its fucking mind. Oh, and that'll be and then to have Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania back where he won the title last time, right? It'd be pretty cool against but, like pr- probably AJ Styles. Uh, oh yeah, probably because that's the SmackDown <laughs> so, brand. But yeah, uh, for me, like a match, I would I still am holding out to see someday. Doesn't I don't know. I would love Finn Balor to win it and then challenge Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I especially uh, my my opinion on the men's match changed a little bit. I mean, I, I was really uh, the rumor, like you know, even like a like from last year's WrestleMania was that Brock was going to win the Universal Title from Goldberg and then he was going to hold on to it for a year till the next year's WrestleMania and he was going to fight Roman Reigns again. So right now, that's my pick. And and it has to do some of that has to do with the rumors from last year and knowing how you know they may be dead set on that the same way they were dead set on doing Rock Cena too, and um it just may and especially with Roman uh, losing the Intercontinental Title to Miz on Raw it seems Which like we they're didn't setting him talk up. about I know I know I know Miz is your guy so I'm uh, congratulations and, that, I mean uh, to me that felt eight, like a pay per view match eight times. I think he is up there because what does he have to lose it and win it back one more time to tie Jericho? Yep. And I think Jericho's nine. So yeah, it's honestly at this point, Miz is the intercontinental champion to me. Like I know there's a lot of people from the past you can think of, but at this point, I don't know if anyone's ever made me more excited about that title than he has. Well, sure. I mean, I think, I think when all is said and done, he's probably going to go down as like the, like the best intercontinental champion of all time. And no one would have ever expected that, including myself. No, me too. I'm right there with you. So, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess I guess watching Miz win the title from Roman Reigns and, uh, you know, right before the Rumble, it frees Roman up to do something else. So, I mean, I guess that's my prediction. And, I, and I, that's, in, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys. I'm not trying to be that guy. I really just don't think that'll work. 
<laughs> like, I, I don't think I don't think that's, p- that's something that people want to see. Wait, so you you do think that Roman is gonna win? I think the Roman's Rumble. gonna win the Rumble. I think in he's Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I, it just to me, it's a it's bad booking. Well, like, I I don't. Who wants to see that at this point? I mean, I'm sure there's some like, again, not being condescending. I'm sure there's a few kids here and there who would love to see big guy Roman Reigns versus big guy Brock Lesnar for the championship. And, but we've seen it before. Number one, it was pretty good the first time though. Yeah. I just don't know if it'll be good again. The thing is like him winning the rumble more times is the hardest part to take down. But I bet somewhere Vince is like, Hmm, Philadelphia go into the Super Bowl. They won't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, you're right. There's probably this. some wacky ass reasoning like, oh, this will fly under the radar. won't be a big thing. I mean, I don't know. I, to me, there's just a bunch of much more interesting options. Like I said, like I agree with you. Like I think Nakamura winning, challenging AJ would be cool. Um, I guess like I just want like, I don't, I know it's WWE and it's always going to be WWE, but I, for once, I just don't want like a big man match. In the main yeah. event, I would love to see like two just very athletic, good wrestlers and yeah, just get this me- like a memorable match. No, I, I'm with you. Like, and to me, it doesn't even have anything to do with it being a big man match. To me, it's just I would like to see, I would like to see the match that people want to see come to fruition. Like the one that everyone's like, oh, that's a fantasy match. I would like, to, I, I would like to see that play out and. I don't know. I mean, even if they did something, they could do something off the wall. I mean, I, I heard pe- someone propose the fantasy scenario of, you know, Finn Balor wins the Royal Rumble and then challenges AJ and they do it for the title. I guess like we have seen that match already, though. I want right. Like, if I'm going to have to, I, I'm still standing by. I would love I love the uh, the size difference of Lesnar and, uh, and Finn. Balor. I feel like with that, you're getting kind of what you would have gotten if we had been able to see Daniel Bryan. Not injured, fight Brock Lesnar. Yeah. No, I'm with you. That's a match I would love to see. I wouldn't complain about that at all. Like, I don't think that's the match I'm getting. I will absolutely settle for Nakamura styles, though. I honestly, either way, I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to eat some... It's a great pay-per-view. I'm going to eat food. Oh, shit. Before we leave, did you see where they already announced where it is next year? Yeah, it's in uh, Arizona. It's at Chase Field, home of the Diamondbacks. I have already decided I will be at that, and I would like you to attend with me. Yeah, let's talk about it. We gotta let's talk it's a, about it's that a shit. Rumble in a baseball stadium. We gotta do that. Yeah. <laughs> during ba- during the dead of winter, you're trying to sell me on going to a Rumble. It's in a ballpark. It's in a ballpark. Why better. wouldn't you be there? I don't know. I didn't go to WrestleMania 19, and I wish I had. Where was that one? Uh, it was at Safeco Field in Seattle. Okay. And I I've, I haven't talked about this before, obviously, but. I think WrestleMania 19 is my favorite WrestleMania. So, what was the main on that? Was that uh, was that a Stone Cold Rock again? Uh, Stone Cold Rock was on the card. That was not the main event. <laughs> I mean, it was a stacked card. The main event was Lesnar versus Angle, uh, Jericho. Oh shit! HBK. That's the one that uh, Lesnar landed on his head doing the moonsault. Yeah. yeah, botched the Shooting Star Press and landed right on his fucking face. God, that looked bad. Yeah, it was. Did, did he break Kurt's neck in that match too? Uh, Kurt's neck was already fucked up. Um, it didn't break his neck, but I, I think he it didn't help things either. So this is a, I don't know, I don't know. I I, I would I, the idea of going to a wrestling show at a ballpark does excite the piss out of me. So that you don't have to do a ton of convincing. I don't think. All Anyways, right. I think I yeah. just actually heard the bell ring. Well, 
I think Match we timed out on this one. We, we I think we I think we kicked ass and uh I think it's time to just kind of sit back and see what happens uh, this Sunday at the Royal Rumble. Excited about it. Snack. Yes. Oh, also, uh, we are going to do a special episode. We are going to do, you know, kind of just a quick episode right after the rumble's over so we can talk about, you know, our immediate reactions to it and maybe discuss it a little further in the real episode later in the week. Sure. Yeah. No, we'll have a we'll have a, another podcast recorded just here in a few days. So lots going on this week in wrestling and uh, it's been awesome talking about it. So let's get the hell out of this ring. So uh, before we go, if you have any questions or anything for us, if you want to talk to us on the social medias, I am at Gartet on Twitter, at G-A-R-T-E-T, same as Instagram. Derek, what are your uh, social medias? Twitter, uh, at Halloween Halpin, H-A-L-P-I-N. Tweet me anytime. Uh, Love talking with uh, wrestling fans, so hit me up. Ready to do this. All right, that's about it for us. Hit our goddamn music. Peace.